life is designed in such a way, life is designed in such a way that you will get out of it only what you are willing to put into it. That you will get out of it only what you are willing to put into it. There you go, Heather. There's something you could tell the students. Some may may not uh, take that too kindly to that, but that's the truth. Okay. Put this over here. Okay. Paul wrote uh, much of the New Testament. Uh, I'm going to use a couple of his statements. A living sacrifice. I think that's what Paul was. A bondservant of Jesus Christ. A warrior more than a conqueror. Wow. Apparently, the Apostle Paul discovered that not all Christians want to act like Christians. But they sure want the benefits of being a Christian. Um, you know, they want their fire, fire uh, insurance. And, you know, and live the way they want here, but have fire insurance. Um, uh, the result to this uh, quandrum brought about this statement, I feel. So if we'll turn to Romans chapter 12, it's one that we've looked at numerous times, but Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Sounds like everything we said there. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, from the Amplified, it reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decision, a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted in its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even, to, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Wow! So a renewed mind, we're going to look at this now. Renewed mind is a process of receiving knowledge from God or from the Word. Mind renewal is the key factor to being successful in God's kingdom. I think, uh, I think Paul was successful and, and those that followed him, that uh, latter days when they renewed their mind, they were all successful for God's kingdom. Mind renewal is not an overnight experience. Unfortunately, I wish it would be. Um, you have to stay with it day after day. 
week after week, month after month. This is getting tedious, isn't it? <laughs> year after year, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So, so says Isaiah chapter 28.10, so you don't have to re, uh, go there, but that's what it says. A Christian that does not have his or her mind renew, renewed is incomplete. So there are a lot of, there is a lot of us that are incomplete. We are lacking something. Something is just not adding up. Uh, and it should be, should add up because everything's simple. I mean, it, God has put it down there in black and white and in some red. And it's simple. We just have to follow through on it, uh, you know. The spirit life, a spirit-filled life, uh, tongue speaking, and save will not bring you about the abundant life that Jesus is speaking of or spoke about. We must first be honest with ourselves. Here we go. Are we to be a Christian in name only? Or to be a Christ true disciple obeying God's word completely? Uh, you know, that some of us would say, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian and I try to obey God's word. The trying's not going to do it here. We have to do it. Um, I'm glad Jesus didn't say, I'm going to try to do this. Because if he just tried to do it, he could have been taken out a number of times. When they want to push him off the hill to his death, you know, he could have went that way. Uh, in, in the garden, when they came after him, you know, when Peter uh, took the, the sword, they, could, they, could have, they just could have taken him there. Um, and when they wanted to arrest him, he could have said, okay, you guys put a front there and I'm going to take off and use, you know. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do that. He didn't try. He did. And this is something that, as Christians, we need to do, okay? Um, and um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 uh, we seek, well, let's just turn there. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it's a good verse. We use it numerous times. We've all gone there a, a few times. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. Oh, glory to God. Take a Deep breath. We are new. Amen. At least the inside's new. You know, that's the best part. The inside. That's right. Being new. When you buy a new car or you step into a new car, you have that new feeling. I mean, you get in that car and you're drive, driving along. You got that. That's, we, that's the way we are. That's the way we should be. We're new. I've got a new thing. You have a new life. You don't have to about worry about the tires that uh, were on your last car being put on this one. Your new one. You got brand new ones. The oil's changed. You got zero mile. You're, you're starting an engine with, with hardly any miles on it. It's fabulous. You can put the heater on and it works. You put the windshield wipers, it works. You turn on the radio, it works. You know. 
You're brand new. Everything should work Amen. to the perfection into which we were created. Amen. Oh, glory to God. You know, then, then of course, uh, there's some of us that like old cars. Say, well, there it is. You know, there's that junker going down the street. No, some of the junkers are really fixed up nice. They have been what? Restored. And you know what? When a car is restored, it's brand new. It, it'll have better things than it was coming off the lot. You could put a brand new type of CD, radio, that type of thing, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. I mean, maybe the, the seat, you didn't like the seats in the, uh, before, now you can fix it up, cherry it up, you know. So, but that's the way we are. We are renewed. You may have that same old body style, quote unquote, but you are renewed. Just take a deep breath. You are, you got the new, you got the spirit within you. I mean, that, that, that and it should have fire in our bones. We're not, you know, doused by a wet blanket. Some of it, you know, okay, we, we won't go there. We should learn what newness means. And the Word is the only thing that's going to tell us. It's going to confirm what the Holy Spirit tells us. So let's find out a few things. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament and find the book of Chronicles. First Chronicles. That's right after Kings. First Chronicles chapter 28. First Chronicles chapter 28. Glory to God. First Chronicles chapter 28. We have to hurry. We want to look at verses 9 and 10. That's First Chronicles chapter 28, 9 and 10. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of, of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seeks him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take, verse 10, take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Let's read that from the Amplified. And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. Have a personal knowledge of him. Be acquainted with and understand him. Appreciate, uh, appreciate heed, and cherish him. And serve him with, with a blameless heart and a willingness mind. For the Lord searches all the hearts and minds and understands all the wanderings of the thoughts. If you seek him, inquiring for and of him, and, and requiring him as your first and vital necessity, you will find him. But if you will forsake him, he will catch you off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. You have, we have been all been chosen. Amen. Just like Solomon. You, we've been chosen. Amen. You may not come from a lineage of kings and, you know, rich, but you've been chosen for this time. And you have the same degree, even a greater degree than, than Solomon had. Unfortunately, Solomon didn't follow through on a number of things, but he says if, you know, if we will hold true to, to the word of God, follow him, we will have it. Okay, and now let's go to 1 Peter. We're, we're going to jump around a little bit. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 
1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 9, just to prove, prove what Solomon was chosen. Look, what, look at this. But ye are, verse 9, uh, 1 Peter 2, 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you shall show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light from the Amplified. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, dedicated nation, God's own purchase, special people that you may set forth the wondrous deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Glory to God. We have been called, chosen, and we are to show God's glory. How oh, glory to God. It, it's not an easy thing. Especially when, when, when our minds and our bodies are not willing to when we're not willing to make the sacrifice. Remember in Romans chapter 12, 1, it says we are to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. That means we've got to turn this thing over. And two of us don't want to do it, okay? We, we must be willing to do as God asks. We are no longer our own, amen? amen. But we have been bought by a price. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. You, you have been bought by a price. And what a price it was. That's right. Wow. What a price. Now, some feel that they're forced to praise God. Well, I don't want to praise God. But you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. We need to praise God. Um, well, I don't like to study. Um, God commands us to study. Again, we need to renew our minds, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Re renew our minds to what God has said. His ways are higher. His ways are right. His ways supply the blessings to our lives. We follow His ways. And, you know, it's a test. And I like the test. You know, you know teachers, you know, Heather gives a test. She don't give the answers. She says, well, maybe she does. I don't know. But God says, okay, this is a test. Good, bad. Now I tell you to choose good. He gives us the answers all the time. Yeah, right. he, gives it, he, he doesn't want us to fail. That's right. You look at all the promises. He tells you how to do it, how to keep it going. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. God's good. You know, the, the, one of the, song, the first song that we sang is, I'm not satisfied. We should not be satisfied doing nothing. We shouldn't be satisfied doing nothing. God's called us to do, each and every one of us has a job to do. And to, we, we shouldn't put the job off. Uh-oh. We shouldn't put the job off. Because when you get at the job, you start working. And that's when the blessings come. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. You know, if, if, if you work for your employer that way, I'll do it tomorrow. What's going to happen? You're going to find yourself outside the, the shop. You could do it all the way you want. <laughs> Well, I came in today. You're fired. You're let go. You're going to do it God's way. 
And he's called us to do something. Find out what he's called you to do and begin to do it. And if you, if you haven't heard yet, he says, occupy. Occupy till I return. That means you need to do something. Oh, we should have the rest of the congregation here. <laughs> do something. You know. Okay, do uh, you remember Acts chapter 17? Anybody remember that? We go to it quite a bit. Anybody? Come on. The Bereans, yes. Acts 17, verse 11. Acts 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily where those things were so. Therefore many of them believe also of honorable men which were Greeks and of men not a few. So when they searched the scriptures, they believed. They found out, hey, this is true. I'm, I'm born again. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Think, all things are passed away. Oh, I said, old things are passed away and new things are, new things are mine. Oh, glory to God. It means if I was a failure yesterday, I'm not a failure today. I get to take the test over. And I pass the test because I'm doing it his way. I choose to do it what he tells me to do. I choose to do the answers that he gives me. Oh, boy. Okay. Acts 17.11. This is valuable. It shows us that they, were, they had teachable minds. We need to have teachable minds. To have a renewed mind, you must remain teachable. Even if it says Jonah was swallowed by a fish. Now, either Jonah was small or was a large fish. Okay. To have a renewed mind, we have to be teachable. Noble, the word noble here means true-spirited, positive. Remain positive. We need to remain positive with the word. So in other words, we can't question God's word. He says it. We've got to follow through on it. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down. Running over. Men shall give unto you. And so when, when we have a chance to give, we... I don't even have anything. We get that buffalo nickel and we just squeeze it before. <laughs> or we get that, that quarter with the eagle on it and you, you don't want it to fly away. You just, uh. We want to hold on to things. He says if we'll give, it'll be given back to us. Amen. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people give. A lot of Christians... Christians give, but they're not expecting anything back. You have to expect something back. Yeah. I gave, I'm expecting something back. A lot of them said, well, you know, I give, I give my tithes. We give an offering. Right? It says he's going he's to give back to us. But if you're not going to believe for it, 
you got you to start pushing your angels out there. Angels! I gave my tithes and offerings, and I'm believing for income to come back to me. Unknown, unbeknown to me. That income might be in the form of going into the store and to buy something. And all of a sudden, the little blue light goes on and says, 50% off or 75% off. Look what, you, you went into buying 100%, you get 75% off. Hey, that's pretty good. That's, that's, a, that's a blessing. Hey, same thing, going, going in the, into the car lot. Hey, I'm going to do this. And say, well, you know, we got a, we got a promotion. It's not coming up right away. Well, we're going to give you the promotion anyway. You, you look like you say, yes, I have favors. You'll give me the promotion. And you get, you get, your, get your discounts. Amen. I mean, you're going to get something, you know. Amen. It's valuable. Okay. Amen. So, noble, true, spirited, positive. Uh, we don't question God on what he says. And then it says, be ready. And it says in, 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 um, in verse 11, Receive the word with all ready, readiness of mind. Readiness of mind means to be eager and open when you come before God. Eager and open when you come before God's word. What are you going to show me today? Amen. You know, it, it's exciting just to open the book sometimes. I mean, just, I'm, and just, you know, anywhere and see what God's going to show you that day. Amen. Again, you know, most of us, I'll say majority of us, when we get up in the morning, we don't ask the Lord, Lord, what, what do you, what's your thought toward me today is? Has anybody did that one this, this week yet? I asked that last Sunday or the Sunday before. Not too many people. People say, okay, Lord, oh, Lord, this is a great day. What's one of the thoughts you think towards me? We just rush out. We are so much in a rush, we forget to ask God. And God wants to tell you how much he loves you, and what he thinks about you. Hey, and it's not going to be, well, you, you lazy old slob, you. You should have got up, or you should have been reading. No, he tells you something good. Amen. He says, you know, you got, I number the hairs of your head. I know, I know what's in your heart. And someone said, uh-oh. That's where, that's where the cleansing comes out, you know. So, okay, Lord, you got me on that one, all right? Eager, noble, readiness of mind, they will receive and act upon it. Look at that. Readiness of mind and search the scripture daily whether it was so. In other words, they received and act upon it. And when they did, they became blessed of God. These Bereans became blessed of God because of it. Because they received the word. They didn't let it slip by. Hey, I'm going to get a hold of this. It's true. It's true. And the second song, that one of the other second song was, Every day. Every day what? Every day I'm searching for you. It says, we just learned it. If we search for him, 
he draws nearest to us. Oh, glory to God. Um, Okay, let's go back to uh, Romans. Romans chapter 8 this time. We've got, we got to hurry. Because we, we want our minds renewed. Romans 8. Now, that, we looked at renewed mind, a renewed mind. Romans 8, verse 6 and 7 says... For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is free is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enemy enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. Carnal mind means hostile, to have a hostile mind. A mind or a heart that's full of pride, arrogant and rebellious. That's a hostile mind. That's a carnal mind. This is what Paul is telling us. Not to conform to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind to the things of God. Oh. You know, I think we could, I don't think, I know we can change situations, circumstances. If we would take the word and like the prayers that we started off with, God is going to move upon those prayers. But we have to believe that what we pray is going to come to pass, that we have favor with him. Amen? Uh, Romans chapter 12, again, verse 2 this time. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed. This means we must change, renovate, renew our minds. Our, our ideas must change one at a time. One at a time. I mean, you, you may not move as quickly as you think you should, but as you learn as you begin to progress and start taking the things, you will move up from one glory to the next glory. You know, that brings us, a, that will bring you a steady advance. As we find out things in God's word, we receive him. We don't put them aside. We say, okay, God, that's what you said that. I'm going to have to believe it. What I put my hand to shall prosper. I'm going to have to believe it. And I'm going to see it take place in my life. In my close future life. I'm not going to say I'm going to be down in a distant time. He didn't say, I'm, He said, if you're successful, it'll happen right away. Okay, so we have to go, go God's way, do it God's way. The Word gives us, uh, will give you knowledge to avoid to conform or the conformity of, of this world. This is why when the word is taught, it will affect you as you receive it. The gospel is good news, the truth that will set you free as you accept it. Amen. See, people hear the truth, but Hosea says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they don't 
receive it or they ignore it. How many of us have used that scripture wrongly? I'm saying we ignore what God says. So the destruction comes our way. How can that happen? Well, we didn't follow through on what God told us to do. It's just like the individual that was driving on the freeway, you know, you know going along with the, and the, the crowd. If you're down in L.A., 85, 90 is just cruising. I mean, and that's in the slow lane. And even now, today, here, I want to find out what people are doing. They're doing 85. I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is 85. Man, I'm only taking my Corvette up to 90. <laughs> this, boy, I, I thought I was doing well, you know. But these guys are cruising at 85. Says, well, I better cut back because anybody in a red Corvette's going to be picked up between all these white cars. <laughs> you might be behind the pack or in the middle of the pack, but <laughs> we can't conform to things. Okay, Amen. the Word will enable us to to walk in the things of God. Remember, transforming the mind is progressive. That means one step at a time, okay? It is a matter of making up your mind to be teachable and realize that what God says is what we need to do every time. No. Okay, let's, let's go to 1 Peter once again. 1 Peter chapter 2 this time. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 11, 1 Peter chapter 2, 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from lust, uh, fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Uh, let's read it from the Amplified. Beloved, I implore you as aliens and strangers and exiles in this world to abstain from the sensual urges. Okay, a pilgrim is one that passes through. A pilgrim does not take citizenship. You don't you say, you know, you don't apply for citizenship in, in, in the new country. Because you're just passing through. You, why, why do you want citizenship here? I'm just going through. We have citizenship in, in a higher country, heavenly country. We don't need to have citizenship. That means we don't conform to the world's ways of thinking. We have a higher order. Since we are passing through, we're pilgrims, we are not entitled to act like the world's citizens. In other words, we should not be laying treasures down here in this world. The treasures... The only treasure we're going to take with us is the souls that we went to the Lord. Other people. 
you know, he said, well, I don't, I don't go out that, you know, often. Well, I hope you give to the missionaries. They're out there doing something. You know, if you can't get out there, give to the missionaries and pray. When you find out there's a soul winning event coming up, if you can't make it, find time to pray. Give, give two hours. If they're out there two hours, you need to be two hours in prayer before or during they're out there in, in the field. Because then you have something. You will have won something. You may have water to seed. You may even bring in a harvest. Well, think about it. Maybe you're not walking under and asking the question, but you're praying. You're holding back the evil forces. You're, you're, you're allowing that individual to hear the word of God because it'd be prayer. They say, why? Well, I, I didn't do it. I didn't make it. Well, pray. Okay. A renewed mind is a powerful mind, a mind that is renewed by God's word. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, oh, pardon me, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations. Okay, casting means to fling off. Fling off. Fling off what? The imaginations, the reasonings, the arguments, and the questions. These are de designed to attack the word and justify why you should follow the world's way of doing things. Those are the strongholds. To justify doing the world's ways of doing things. Casting down means to demolish and wreck. We need to cast down. It says demolish and wreck. We need to come to a place that we do not question God's integrity and his word. Thoughts are a product of the intelligent mind. Things that we have learned and trained and, be, and been trained by the world system. That's our thoughts. And it says we need to change those things. Um, our minds are like a computer. I hate to say that. Whatever you put in, it's going to stay there. Some of it needs to be erased. There's, a, there's that little garbage bin in, on your, your computer. I use that. But I understand, you, can, you know what you can do? You can pull that stuff back right up. Don't look at me that way, Laurel. <laughs> the little garbage can that says you want to bring it back up, you can bring it back up. Guess what? Some of us are doing real good. Oh, glory to God. I'm, I'm so happy I'm a Christian. All of a sudden, bingo. You get sidetracked. Oh, boy. Why? Because we went back to the garbage can. We don't have to go back to that. Okay. Oh, boy. Casting it down means to demolish and wreck. We need to come to a place that we do not question God's integrity. Thoughts is a process of the intelligent mind. Things that we have learned and trained by the world system. The general, the general result is to contradict the knowledge of God. We have faith to believe in God. We, have a new, we are new creatures. We have been given, everybody, every Christian has been given the measure of faith. And Jesus said, if you had the 
faith as a grain of, of a mustard seed. How big is a grain of mustard seed? Anybody? I mean, it's, it's, like, it's smaller than a poppy seed. Grain of a mustard seed. Say to the mountain, and it should be, go to the sea, and it would be tossed to the sea. We have that capability. Amen. But we have to believe it. It's been given unto us to use. Most of it's dormant. When you go out to the fields out here in springtime, when the farmers are planting, they're planting their seeds, they're planting the, the, the crops. And guess what? Three, three months down the line or four months down the line, what, what do they have? They're bringing in a harvest if they watch it. They keep the rodents out. They keep the bugs out, you know. They water it. They tend it. Well, we need to do the same thing with the Word of God. We need to tend the Word of God. Don't let the, the bugs, let, don't let Satan come in there with these the canker worm, what's the, what's the three, three forms of words? The canker worm, the caterpillar, and some other worm. We can't, we can't let those things come in. That's in Joel, if you want to look at it. I think it's second chapter. Those worms, we allow them to come in. And guess who's the biggest worm there is? Word of God says the enemy is like a worm. It says in the end there, we will say, that worm? That worm? We were led by that worm. That ugly looking thing, we followed that worm. He's supposed to be under our feet. We let him get up here. And, ooh. No good. Romans chapter 6. And we're about done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, shouted. Romans chapter 6. Verse 2. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Something dead doesn't have any rights. A dead man has given up all his rights. I mean, you can go... Anybody ever saw the, the movie Char Charade? And you remember the guy, the one guy was laying in the coffin, the guy pulled out from his lapel, <laughs> took a big long hat pin, and went up to that guy and just stabbed it in his hand to make sure the guy was dead? Did the guy flinch? 
No, why? He gave up his right to flinch. Well, that's the way sin should be. When sin attacks us, it should just roll off our back. We should, huh, I didn't even feel a thing. I wasn't even bothered by that sin. I don't have that nature in me anymore. It doesn't call me because I can't hear it. I can't move towards it. A dead man doesn't have any rights. He gave them all up. You and I have given up all our rights to the world. According to Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, brethren. That's what he says. Paul says, some of you Christians aren't Christians. You need to be giving up your bodies as a living sacrifice. We need to give our bodies up as a living sacrifice to God. Amen. Quit going to the donut shop every time you see it. Luckily, it came to me this time. <laughs> but, you know, there's things that we need not go, go to. All right? There are temptations out there that each and every one of us have, or had, I'll put it that way, that tries to, you know, Work on your psyche, your reasoning. Oh, yeah. Man. Sometimes that, that worm works overtime. I mean, really, overtime. You, you can be just, you can be, I'll, I'll use my example. I'm just laying in bed there. Oh, it's not a thought comes, boom, you know. I'm reeling in that thought. I should cut the line. Hey, that thought, if I reel that in, I'm in trouble. But you know, you like a fisherman with that thing? Let it out. Bring it back in. Don't tell me none of you ever toyed like that. Come on. Don't toy with the thing because pretty soon you start to enjoy the, the, uh, the, the thought, thought of it too much and pretty soon it's, all of a sudden you're pulling that, you think you got it and all of a sudden it's a big fish and it pulls you right out, right into the, right into the, into the water, into the world. And you don't let go of the pole. <laughs> I got it, I got you. You don't got it, it's got you. Come on, let's go. Cut the line, cut the string. Okay, you and I have, have given up all, all our rights. 2 Corinthians 5.17 You and I have no right whatsoever to question God and his word. From there on, he says, go, we go. Do, you do. Stop, you stop. Abstain. And I like the other one, flee. You know. Oh, well. Won't need to go in there. You know what flee means. Okay. A renewed mind is a mind that's disciplined. Let's now go to find the book of Nehemiah. 
Yeah, Nehemiah. Well, they're having a good time over there. They must have been the boat. Nehemiah. Find the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4. Nehemiah 4, 6. So build we a wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. We have to have a mind to work. Work. All of us know what work is. It's hard. Work is hard. We need to have a mind to work. Study is not fun. To study is not fun. It's work. You have to drill that thing into that the thoughts, those thoughts that thing. Study is not entertainment. Yeah, right. It takes discipline. It takes work. It takes energy. In the middle of the week, after uh, we're going to look at a, look at football players, teams that play on Sunday. After Sunday, Monday, they review the film of the past week or the last game they did, find out where they did wrong, and and then they review the films of of the other team that they're going to play and see where they make mistakes, where they can work against them. It takes work. You're gonna you you look at the guy that's opposite you in that position, and you see where that guy's weak. So you find out, if he's weak doing that, you're going to switch your technique to get around him. So it takes work. It takes study. We need to do the same, same thing. We need to have work and study. Study God's Word. And it says, we ought to know the wiles of the devil. We have to know the strongholds that he tries to establish in us. So when he comes, you're going to be able to outmaneuver him. Hello. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, study show thyself approved. We need to study, show ourselves proof. Study. It means we have to work at it. Joshua 1 8. Meditate there, there in day and night that you might have success. Amen. That's studying. Day and night? Whoa. Like I said, it's not, a, not one day and it's done. It's not two days it's done. It's day after day, week after week, month after month, and then year after year. As you go from glory to glory, you're going to be, be able to excel and jump things and remove things, defeat things. Glory to God. Amen. Third John 2. Beloved, I, above all things, I wish you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. What's your soul? Your mind, will, and emotions. 
Are you studying? If we're staying, everything else will fall, fall into place. How do you study for school? How do you study for school? Tell me. All day, every day. All day, every day. And whatever subject. If you know something's coming up, you've got to prepare for it. Right, Ruben? You've got to prepare for that thing. Uh, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, well, there'll be a position in each and every one of us where we're like Heather. We give out the tests. But then you have to prepare the, the, the students to pass the test. So I'm preparing you to pass the test. Amen. Renew your mind. Amen. Get with God's work. A disciplined mind gets, gets the word. Amen. And God says when... God says, when you get the word, then you will be, make your, your way successful. God says, you will make your way successful when you get the word. In Psalms 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, you find out we need to avoid certain individuals and how we are to approach things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, I, I changed the title of this. Message tonight. Like the first song. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied because I've got to have the word. It renews their mind. It's, if, you're, if you're satisfied, that means you're not going to go anywhere. You look at a millionaire... And they're not satisfied with what they got. It's one more dollar. If we want to be a millionaire, it's one more scripture. It's one more step for God. Then we make our way to be prosperous. Okay. So, not satisfied? Renew your mind. Okay, praise God. Hillsong, huh? For this cause. That, is, that was a good one. Thank you, Heather. I, I enjoyed those. I think I'll come in here and play it tomorrow. Don't hide it. <laughs>